another spooky episode of Kodo Cinema, the podcast show where I talk about movies. I bid you welcome as your host, the man, the myth, the legend, the horror, Mark Kodo, aka Kodoban. Well, we are in, we are in for another episode of Kodo Cinema Horror Month, which is pretty good for the month of October. Might as well talk about another film. Well, how about Hocus Pocus 2? Yep, many of you probably already realized that Disney has made a Hocus Pocus sequel set about almost 30 years after the original. Now, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I wasn't really expecting Hocus Pocus 2 because, I mean, the original Hocus Pocus, I thought it was good enough. To be fair, the original Hocus Pocus wasn't, wasn't a well-received film, nor a, nor a box office uh, juggernaut. But over time, over over time, the film uh, garnered a huge reputa- reputation in pop culture as as a go-to Halloween film when it was aired on Disney Channel and Freeform, or formerly known as ABC Family. Well, for those of you who don't know, Hocus Pocus, the original Hocus Pocus, which was released in 1993, the same year The Nightmare Before Christmas came out, was an was was a theatrical film. I, I saw the original Hocus Pocus on TV, and to be fair, it almost looked like I was watching a Disney Channel original movie, but it wasn't really. When I saw the Walt Disney, Walt Disney Pictures logo and castle, it was actually a theatrical film. So, so that was actually a big surprise, because it kind of it looks like you're watching an actual Disney Channel original movie. Now, nevertheless, I mean, it's a theatrical film. Now, as I mentioned, the original Hocus Pocus wasn't a well-received film, but it, but it was, but it actually got better over time in pop culture, and now it's considered to be a go-to Halloween film, particularly because of the Sanderson sisters, who basically is Winifred, Mary, and Sarah. Winifred being played by Bette Midler, Mary being played by Kathy Jimmy, and Sarah being played by Sarah Jessica Parker. And I will say this. Like these three, these three witches are basically some of the most memorable characters in in the in the original Hocus Pocus film, and and the and the actresses who portrays them are having a fun time on that film. I mean, the original being directed by uh, Kenny or- Ortega, who is a well known well known chore- choreographer who actually went on to direct direct other Disney films including Newsies and the High School Musical films. Now, the new one that just came out, basically almost 30 almost 30 years after the original Hocus Pocus 2 was directed by Ann Fletcher, and it has Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy as the original Sanderson sisters. Now, now from that film, now in that film, we don't even get to see the other original characters such as 
such as Max Dennison, his uh, his sister uh, his sister Danny, including 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 Max's so-called uh, girlfriend Allison. We don't even we don't even see those three in, in the in the in the sequel. I mean, despite despite the three being the one being the main being the main heroes taking down the wit taking down the witches. Now, now going into the sequel, as I mentioned, I never really expected a sequel because I thought the original was good enough. But when I saw it again, but this time on Disney Plus, because I was actually uh, at a movie night when I was at Eastern Illinois University, there was a um, there was. There was like there was one final scene where the two bull two bullies that Max bumped into, there there was a shot where the camera pan- goes towards the book goes towards the book that, that the Sanderson sisters have, and somehow the eye of the book it, it opens up wide. So technically, it almost teases that the Sanderson sisters can come back at any time, but also but also the fact that hey. Sanderson's sisters are gone. That means, hey, the book can still be used. Now, I thought there was only one black flame candle, and I thought it was just the book. But somehow, in the sequel, there's there's an, uh, there are more black flame candles. Like, how does that even work? I I don't really get it. Now, now the point I'm trying to say for the sequel is, I I had a lot of fun watching the sequel, but to me, I I, I I found the film to be forgettable because what made it forgettable for me is the fact that I remember the first film very well, but the second film does bring in bring in good nostalgia, but it's forgettable because you have also have new characters that, that I can't that I can't even interact. Or should I say or should I say don't even remember as much. I mean we the new instead of Max, Danny, and Allison, we get we we get uh, Becca, Izzy, and Cassie. Now those three now they're girls. Those three they're high school girls, and and Becca and Becca and Izzy are basically basically best friends. Although Cassie was a former former friend of um, of of Becca for, at one point. Although it doesn't really explain for what reason doesn't explain much for what reason why Cassie doesn't stops talking to Becca that that often but anyway but but anyway anyway somehow Becca and Izzy Becca and Izzy they're I wouldn't say they're as memorable characters the same goes with Cassie I mean they're not as memorable as Danny Max or Allison I mean I remember those characters pretty well but the problem is the the three original main characters are not even in this film I mean besides the Sanderson sisters who once again have a had a lot of fun with the sequel and they do they actually do get a couple of good couple of couple of musical numbers although although I although one of them is actually okay well well actually two of them, they're they're okay but not as memorable as I put a spell on you I mean that, that's literally one of the more most memorable musical numbers I remember from the first film so so anyway I'm going to cut to the beginning a little bit going back to the beginning in of the film in 1653 of Salem we we get to see a young Winifred Sanderson who is being ba- banished from Salem by Reverend Trask after she defied the authority of the church by refusing to marry John Pritchett 
rather. So that mean that means she she is refusing marriage, but falls in but falls in love with Billy Butcherson. Now at one point I almost I I almost flip flipped off because I was like, wait wait a minute I thought she I thought she was in love with Billy Butcherson. That isn't that the one thing I remember in the first film that that Thackeray Binks mentions that Winifred Sanderson was in was in love with Billy Butcherson even though even though Sarah ends up dating Billy Butcherson and then Winifred shuts his mouth sold his mouth shut that's what I remembered I mean it turns out well we get to hear we we get to see Billy a young Billy Butcherson in the flashback so that's actually pretty clever but somehow but somehow Winifred who has sisters Mary and Sarah they were going to be taken away from her the, the three escape the three escape into a nearby forest where they actually get acquainted with a mother witch who gives Winifred her magic book for her 16th birthday but explicit explicit but but warns the sisters against casting a, a spell known as the magica Mac, magica maxima which makes the user all powerful the mother witch also teaches the sisters to kill other children to keep their youthfulness, which is basically sucking the lives out of out of the kids. Now this basically, yeah, exactly. We we get to see a bit of that potion, that potion that get that gives the witches the opportunity to suck out the lives of innocent children. Now, now, the, now the one thing I had, I this is a nitpick right here, isn't the book? It was mentioned. In the first film, that Allison told Max that the that the book was made by the devil himself. So, does that mean that the witch, the the mother witch, had the book first from the devil and then later transitioned to Winifred? I mean, it was never really explained. I mean, it, I feel like it, it almost retcons the idea that that in the first film, like. Allison mentions that the book was made from the devil himself. So, but it was given to Winifred. But it was supposed to be given to Winifred by the devil himself, not the mother witch. Unless I'm just basically, well, unless I'm missing out on something. I mean, I mean, uh, if I mean, I, I might be missing. I might be missing something. If if I'm missing something for that, that if I'm missing something for that, that the book being made by the devil himself was given to Winifred. If I'm missing something out of that, put it in the comment section below. But that's just my that's just my nit, little nitpick right there. But on top of that, on top of that, I mean, on top of that, we get to hear hear a brief moment of of the theme song "Come Come Little Children, I Take Away," which is basically Sarah's Sarah's a theme song, but now it's being sung by the Mother Witch. Fun fact: uh, Sarah's theme or "Come My Little Chil Come Little Children" was writ it was composed and written by James Horner, who was originally going to score the first Hocus Pocus film, but dropped out due to other commitments, but it was brought back on board to write the song for for Hocus Pocus. Now we get to hear a glimpse of that we get to hear a glimpse of that in the in the opening film. So it was a nice little callback too. But at, but as of now, uh, but as of now we transition to 2002, 20, almost 30 years at the original. We get to see Becca, Becca, Izzy, and I, I'm I'm sorry to say this. Some of their some of the some of the modern day song choices, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not really a huge fan because I feel like I feel because to me I'm more drawn into what the original 
what the what the original Hocus Pocus had. Like it had a nice little instrumental background. Had a nice little instrumental background from John Devney. But in the but in, when we, when we transition to Salem in 2022, we get to hear his rap. We get to hear rap music and. It got me. It got me cringed. And look, I don't have a problem with rap music. It's just the fact if you want to use. I mean, you can use rap music, but if you could do it right, if you only do it right. But at the same time, it didn't really match. The, it didn't really match the match the whole i the whole tone of that transition. I'm sorry. It just didn't. It really didn't go well with me. But anyway, but anyway, um, it's Becca's 16th birthday. Her and Izzy were gonna go. We we're gonna do like a nice little, like, like nice little, uh, some sort of, some sort of coven or witch, witch spell, on 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 Becca's birthday. And by by the way, they <laughs> those two girls actually bought a candle from from the original Sanderson sisters museum museum, which is now being run by Gil by Gilbert. Yeah, Gil. So yeah, there's a there's a dude named Gilbert who's now running the store who's basically running the store the old Salem mat who's which is actually now called Salem magic shop and fun fact Gilbert was the one who witnessed the, the, the sisters initial defeat in 1993 and he subsequently sought out to facility to, to facility to 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 help out in their eventual return Somehow, yeah, we get to find out that Gilbert saw the saw the Sanderson sisters defeat. Yeah, yeah, we get yeah, yeah, we get to see yeah, he sees that somehow. And also, fun fact, it was also mentioned as an in joke that his candy was stolen by uh, by bullies, which I'm pretty sure is the two which I'm pretty sure is the two bullies. Like, like I th I believe one of them is Jake and the other one is Ernie, also known as Ice. I'm pretty sure those. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that. I'm pretty sure what. I'm pretty sure those are the names. Although Ice, yes, but the other one, I'm not really sure. I could be wrong. I mean, I could. I could be. I could be completely wrong. I mean, if it, if it is, I'm pretty sure it is Jay. Oh no, Jay. Jay. I think I believe I said Jake, but it's Jay. Jay. Jay and Ice. <laughs> Those those two those two guys in the first film were actually pretty memorable, and somehow they get like an like a passing mention from Gilbert, and also so yeah so yeah he so yeah Gilbert witnesses it, but somehow the way how but the way how Gilbert mentions this story kind of like how in the first film he met he mentions how the Sanderson sisters were brought back in nineteen ninety three and somehow how they were defeated. And it mentioned like how he mentions how the witches came came that that a black flame candle was will 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 be lit on all Hallow's Eve when the moon is round a vir a virgin will come will come to light light that black flame candle and somehow in the mo I I always find it this next part as cringy because the kid asks Gilbert what's a virgin I mean. He was taught. I completely forgot that he was, he was in a room talking to children about this whole story and mentions um, a vir virgin. Now, in the original film, in the original film, it was the teacher telling her students, and the students were a lot older, probably in their uh, mid 
mid to late teens, and they were high school students. So it, it felt more, to me, it felt a little more appropriate. But telling it to a group of kids, uh, they're not even old enough to know what a virgin is. Somehow, somehow Gilbert does this in a, in a cop-out, saying like, well, a virgin is basically um, someone who, who has never lit a candle before. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically, that's basically how it went. And then, and then Becca and Izzy went into the forest, takes a takes the candle, lights the candle, trying to do a uh, witchcraft spell. But and as they as the two girls light the candle, the flame itself turns black. You know what that means? Ho 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 ho! That's right. The Sanderson sisters are back, baby. <laughs> now I will say this: their entrance is actually pretty creative and we actually get some pretty nice some pretty nice lightning effects like 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 it goes dark then the lights go on it's kind of like a nice little nice little effect to show that hey the witches are coming back and of course uh, they do and they do a pretty nice musical number i mean not as mem not not as memorable but but you kind of get the idea and yet the girls were wondering like how how is this possible they they see the they see Winifred, Mary, and Sarah back from the dead, and they were like, "What that?" They were like, "What the hell? What like what the hell?" I mean, how how could this be possible? I mean, for what for what the two girls remember from the shop? Black black flame candle, virgin candle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Technically, 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 they're technically they're virgins, lighting lighting the black flame candle. I mean, I'm not gonna explain. I mean, to be fair, I'm not gonna explain. I'm not gonna explain the whole virgin meaning. I mean, if you want to know what I mean, you want to look that up. You look that up yourself. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna focus on that, despite the fact that the original film mentioned the virgin multiple times. But anyway, but but, but anyway, <laughs> this next part is actually almost. It got me cringe, but at the same time, it was actually pretty clever. The girl is brought the Sanderson sisters to a local Walgreens and then and then tried to escape to the magic shop where, where they discovered that Gilbert tricked them into reviving the sisters having see, seen them on Halloween back in 1993 and been taught how to make the, the candle by book. But also the fact, I do find it funny that the Sanderson sisters go inside a Walgreens and I actually made this... I actually, when I actually saw this, I, I, it almost, I actually said, this is basically a Disney Channel original movie if it had a huge budget. Like, it's almost like if this was a Disney Channel film and yet they have, and yet they have Walgreens marketed the film. Like, literally, literally, there is an actual Walgreens. You see an actual Walgreens in a, in a, in a Disney, in a live action Disney film. Now, to be fair, it's not the first Disney Walt Disney film to have have a market marketing advertisements. I mean, like like Wal like Walgreens. I mean, I remember seeing Enchanted, which actually came out in two thousand seven. I mean, there were dozens of advert there were dozens of advertisements in a couple seat in a few scenes. I'm pretty sure there was a few more as well. One of them showed the TGI Friday, McDonald's, Broadway, Lion King. 
I mean, there's so many. There's so many. There are like so many. There's like so many. And th- and that film, Enchanted, came out in 2007. There's probably a few other. There's probably a few other advertisements. Advertisements in earlier Disney films. Nike actually, there was a Nike Nike advertisement where di- where Max has a baseball bat from Nike, and then the Nike logo was actually on the base on that baseball bag that was actually. That was actually shown at the end of the film. It was actually pretty. Fu- it was actually well, a nice little touch, but going but a Walgreens man is like, it's like to me, it's like you're watching. It's almost like you're watching a Disney Channel film if it had a huge budget. Actually, it almost it's almost like you're watching an actual Disney Channel film. I guess it's the fact of how the production. It's just the production. Maybe it's just the production design. I don't know. But anyway, anyway. Anyway, the, uh, the the two girls trick the Sanderson sisters, especially especially the fact when they're tr- testing out different um, face creams, prosthetics, and to think just to like think and because they think it's gonna make them young. Although I do find it funny that that the Sanderson sisters look into one of those like circle mirrors and they thought they look they look ugly, but, but which is not which is not true. And as as the two girls try to escape. They use salt, like in like in the first film, but somehow the salt gives gives the ability for for a force field. Like, how does that even work? How does that force field even work? How does that even work? I, I don't really get it. But anyway, but any anyway, anyway, the uh, the sister is caught up to the girls by at the at, caught up to to the girls at the shop where um Gilbert is there. They trap and the Sanderson sisters trap the two girls in the basement and Winifred decides they will cast the Magicka Maxima spell to eliminate Trask and take revenge on Salem. The reason why the reason why Winifred wants to take revenge on Trask because somehow Trask, the the, the mayor in the in the in the sequel the sequel Trask has a descendant there's actually a descendant of Trask. Like, like really, there's like a, there's like, like literally, um, which I'm pretty sure is Jeffrey Trask. Jeffrey Trask, who's basically the mayor of Salem, is actually, is actually a descendant to, to Reverend Trask. And because Reverend Trask was the one who banned Winifred, San- Winifred Sanderson from Winifred Sanderson from Salem, so that's why the Sanderson sisters want to take revenge on, on Trask. And funny, and then so so yeah, they're, that's what they're trying to do. They want to take down Trask, hunt down Trask, whose blood is ne- is needed to complete the spell. They force and the Sanderson sisters force Gilbert to collect other agreements. Now the girls were able to escape the shop to head over to Trask's house to warn the mayor while the sisters find their way to the town's Halloween carnival and enchant the citizens to help them find the mayor. Also, we get a we actually get a pretty clever um clever we actually get a couple of callbacks like like one scene where um where Winifred was flying on her broom. She sees a she see she sees a couple inside a house watching the original Hocus Pocus where we get we get to see the scene where Penny Marshall's character plays a Medusa like character, <laughs> and also <laughs> that got me to laugh a little bit because uh, Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall were in the original Hocus Pocus film, and I thought it was a pretty clever, clever joke. It almost feels like a fourth wall break joke, and 
I don't know why they put that in this, put that scene in, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, who the hell cares? But anyway, <laughs> well, anyway, um, the Sanderson sisters do go on stage and somehow they landed into what actually looks to be a um, Sanderson sisters cosplay, which almost, which actually features, what actually features, um, drag queens dressed up as Sanderson sisters about almost half the contestants are drag queens and and one and one of the and one of the groups actually won, wins the the Sanderson sister competition i mean the the original Sanderson sisters are more accurate compared to those cosplayers oh my goodness and somehow we get there's another musical number where Sand, Sanderson sisters sings one way or another. Like yeah, that's the song. That's the song that gets people's attention. They do the spell. They're trying to hunt down the and they're trying to hunt down the mayor. So anyway, um, <clears throat> Gilbert, Gilbert digs up Billy Butcherson, who's being played by by Doug Jones. Again, Doug Jones plays Billy Butcherson from the original film, who has been awake but in, but entombed since 1993. Go, Gilbert needs Billy's head for the spell that tricks Billy into helping him collect the other agreement ingredients first. Now the girls reunite with Cassie and manage to trap the sisters within a soft circle in Cassie's garage before Mayor Trask returns home. Somehow, like I said. I don't understand how this whole force field for the salt works. I mean, I don't even know how it works. So the three teenagers make amends with one another, but their reunion is interrupted when the sisters escape the circle and kidnap Cassie to use her to use her blood instead, technically because Cassie is the daughter to the mayor, which I'm pretty sure that's the reason. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention when I, going back to the Walgreens scene, going back to the Walgreens scene, um, there was there was also another callback to when when to the first film when the Sanderson sisters' brooms were taken away. Like Winifred gets an actual broom, uh, Sarah gets a mop, and then Barry gets a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> well, it turns out, it turns out Winifred gets an actual broom. Um, Sarah gets a Swiffer mop, and Mary gets gets these weird hoverboard like vacuums like you know those like i forgot what those were what worlds what worlds things like like those what worlds vacuum things like those little circle vacuums like it's like it's like riding on a hoverboard it's like riding on a hoverboard of some sort like i i, I don't know what those were like like what world like what world what worlds those are like vacuum cleaner brooms or some sorts are like a it's it's like a, a robot like a robot vacuum cleaner like it's like one of those like robot vacuum cleaners that act that actually that is automated and that can actually that that can sweep up the floor for you so basically those actually sucked up the salt the circle salt those two suck up the circle salt and and it manages to follow bear Barry throughout throughout the entire film i mean <laughs> it actually makes me wonder the rump rombus i had to look i had to look this up uh rump rombus the, those are those two rombus 
and man, it's like it's like they're it's like she's riding riding a hoverboard. Oh, we even get to hear Sarah say "amok, amok, 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 amok." <laughs> at least Sanders, at least Winifred Sanderson didn't didn't hit Sarah. So, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna cut to the okay, I'm gonna cut to the end. So, um, I'm gonna cut to the end. So the girls agree. Girls are Mega Man's, and they team and Becca and Izzy team up to stop the Sanderson sisters to do the spell. Somehow, some somehow Be- Becca manages to convince to convince Book that it does not have the answer to Winifred, and Becca and Book flee further into the forest. Somehow, and this was actually after the fact that the sisters partially cast the spell and increases their power. But Becca distracts them with Izzy while while Izzy was rescuing Cassie. And somehow the book goes to Becca. So the book shows them a warning about the Magicus Maxima spell. Stating that whoever casts it must give up what they cherish, bo- cherish most. The girls agree to warn Winifred of the price of the spell. But they're too late. Winifred becomes all powerful as Mary and Sarah fade to dust. Winifred grows despondent and begs the teenagers to use their newfound powers to save her sisters. While they cannot save the two, Becca, Cassie, and Izzy join together in a coven and cast a reuniting spell, and Winifred happily fades away to be reunited with her sisters. So somehow, Winifred gets a redemption arc in this film, which, okay, I could definitely see, but, but somehow it almost feels forced. Like, aren't the Sanderson sisters supposed to be supposed to be a threat in the original film they were a threat to begin with before they were killed off and sent to hell they meant the wit they mentioned they mentioned of what's gonna happen like of what's gonna happen like saying fools oh i have you on a moon when the moon comes around comes around comes round on a whole house eve a virgin We'll let we'll we'll light the black flame candle, bring us back for the dead. Oh, we shall be back, and all the lives of all the lives all the lives of the children shall be mine. Like that's a literal threat. That was a literal threat before they di- before the witches died. Like that was a literal threat. But now, but now they're they're not even a threat in this film. I mean, they're they're still the the witches are still memorable. But somehow they're not even a threat. They're not even a threat, especially for Winifred Sanderson, who who was like the main, the main, the main threat. Who really wants to, to suck all the lives out of the innocent children to make to make the witches look young? Isn't that the point? But but anyway, but but anyway, somehow um, Becca gets like becomes a witch too, like. I don't know. I don't. I don't even. I don't even want to explain, because I mean, despite a uh, in 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 joke reference to when uh, Winifred Sanderson told uh, Allison, "What a clever little witch," because of the fact that she she was using the salt to protect Max and uh, to protect Mask Max and uh, Danny during uh, two se- for for two scenes like. Yeah, she yeah, whatever called Allison a witch. Although knowing the fact that Allison Allison knows the story of the Sanderson sisters and the fact that her mom used to run a Sanderson sister museum before it got closed up closed up. So she kinda knows the history, but somehow 
as I mentioned, we don't even see Allison in this film. Other than maybe a couple callbacks I might have missed. But anyway. But, but anyway. Um, Becca, Cassie, and Izzy join together in a coven. Cassie reuniting Spell and Winifred happily fades away to be reunited with her sisters. By the way. Mary, Mary still says, oh, bye-bye. And Sarah says, goodbye. And yeah. So anyway, the girls are joined by Gilbert and Billy. And I will say this. Uh, Billy and Gilbert actually had a lot of fun in this film. They're probably... Billy and Gilbert are probably two. Uh, Billy and Gilbert are probably the best parts in this film, aside from the Sanderson sisters. Billy and Gilbert—they actually had a lot of fun at the Halloween Town Square Fair or something. <laughs> they were having a lot of fun. Billy starts to fade away. How does that make sense? I don't know. Realizing that all of Winifred's spells have been undone, and relieved to finally be headed to his internal rest, the girls decide to give book. A new home and continue practicing their magic as as they walk off into the nights in a similar manner as the Sanderson sisters you know the walk I, I forgot how the walk what their walk is but it's it's basically I, it's basically the Sanderson sister walk which is actually pretty memorable too well from the Sanderson sisters not from the three main girls but so and as they leave a bird identical to the one that mother wish had shape-shifted into flies overhead and that's basically it that's basically Hocus Pocus 2. Now I will say this. It has it has its fun moments and it's pretty nostalgic. I'll give it that. But I but the film itself is not as memorable as the original film. Now don't get me wrong, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a ton of people who, who may end up liking the sequel, and I can understand that. But I but somehow this is basically more of a rehash of what the original film had in mind, despite despite the film being set in in 2002 now i would find it i would would have enjoyed this film a lot more if we actually had the the three other main heroes which is basically max danny and allison i mean that actually would have been cool i mean heck the San, the original sanderson sisters including the three main heroes from the first film actually appeared in a 25th anniversary show on freeform I mean, I remember that. I mean, I remember that. So why didn't Disney bring back the three main heroes? I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it was budget issues, or maybe they they didn't get the call, or maybe maybe they were all they, the 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 actors were working on other projects. But anyway, but anyway, actually, actually, speaking of which, I mean, the original um the actor who plays uh, Max is. It is not in any other film, any other films that prior to um, prior to Hocus Pocus. I mean, despite 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 the original actor playing Max Max was um, who 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 was in Hocus Pocus. Well, he wasn't really he didn't really do many films or TV shows after that. Prior, maybe maybe a few, maybe a few, a couple years after the film, but not as much not as much nowadays. So I so I don't even hear of him that as much, but anyway, in my opinion, I mean it's a fun it's a fun flawed film, not as memorable and it's not as memorable. I, I don't really find it as memorable. I'm pretty sure there's probably some defenders out there saying it's it's a decent film, and I can understand that. But but anyway, overall, I, I'm gonna stick with the original Hocus Pocus film because I find I had a lot more fun with the original film. Than, than the sequel. 
So anyway, there you have, there you have it. I mean, did you? What do you all think? Did you all like Hocus Pocus 2? Was Hocus Pocus 2 okay? Did you not like Hocus Pocus 2? Let me know your thoughts in the comments. And thank you all for tuning into Kodo Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, aka Kodo Man. Remember to watch movies, stay positive, and good night. Until next week.